Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Week two is officially in the books. Uh, was a good slate of games. Uh, everything basically went according to plan. We had some games that were closer than expected. Had some overtime games. Had some games that almost went to overtime. Uh... The two Monday night football games were just absolutely smelly football games, and we'll get into all of that uh, very, very soon. But as always, let's start off with some news and notes in the NFL weekly update. Just the little things that aren't, I mean, obviously they're all football related, but things I'm not going to talk about during the preview. Now that we're actually into the season, I'm not going to be bringing up injuries and things like that. I will talk about those injured players when they, uh, when we talk about the teams and the games. Uh, so let's start off with a little QB news. Uh, Pat Mahomes has renegotiated his contract. He is now getting uh, $210 million over the next four years, which puts him on pace with what the top-end QBs were getting. Uh Mahomes still had nine years left on his contract, uh, so this is something that the Chiefs did not need to do. Uh, they made him the highest-paid QB at the time, and since then, he is not even close to being the highest-paid quarterback anymore. Um, I don't think this messes up anything cap-related, because why would the Chiefs do it? I think this is more just bonus money and things that doesn't doesn't really count towards the cap. Um, well, obviously, well, well-deserved for Pat Mahomes, and he deserves that money uh i guess after the four years they'll renegotiate again and they'll give him more money after that uh it is is what it is uh if i'm if i'm chris jones though and i've been clamoring for a contract all season pay me what i'm worth give me my money uh and then for them to just say no you're gonna play it out this year we'll give you a few little incentives and to make it really not worth his while uh and then for them to just hear Pat Mahomes, we're going to give you an extra $10 million a year. I think it's roughly $10 million a year. Uh, j- just because. Just because they like him. And obviously they should like him. He's the best quarterback in football right now. Uh, by a pretty decent margin, if I will add. Um, yeah, but if I'm Chris Jones, I'd be a little pissed off. Uh, understandably so, but... This is definitely for the betterment of the Chiefs. Uh, Good for Pat Mahomes. Good for them to keep him happy. Uh, We will keep moving on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, torn Achilles, confirmed. We confirmed that last week. Uh, He went on Pat McAfee's show and said his rehab is going to be something that no one's ever seen before. It's going to be groundbreaking. Uh, A lot of it was tongue-in-cheek, obviously, but... Uh, he did say that there is a chance that he will be back for a playoff push. Um, I doubt that severely. I'm interested to see. This is basically where I'm at with Aaron Rodgers and his surgery. Where it's like, sure, if you come back and you come back in four months, that's fucking incredible. But on the other hand, he's getting something that seems fairly experimental. Things that other athletes aren't doing. And... 
that could just be his career if things don't go the right way. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but obviously Aaron has to go for the... I don't even want to say gimmick, because obviously science and medicine, it's constantly evolving, and there's always new procedures and new things and new ways to do things, but... Uh, seems like an unnecessary risk. Um, he shouldn't tr- be trying to get back for a playoff push, even if he does come back for December. I can guarantee you that the Jets will not be in a playoff race, in the playoff hunt at that point. Doesn't matter how good that defense is, and it is very good. Uh, that quarterback, that Mormon quarterback, will not, uh, will not be able to keep them there. That's for damn sure. Uh... Yeah, I just I just found that funny that he's doing this crazy rehab thing that's supposed to be getting him uh, four months. Uh, going all the way back to Thursday night football during one of the uh, wasn't even pregame, but during the game and they go and they do these like short little. It was a Marshawn Lynch where Marshawn Lynch hangs out with a different group of people or whatever, and Marshawn Marshawn just being Marshawn, who's one of the best characters in football uh, of the 21st century. I love that man, but he. Uh, he just hung out with a group of Amish people for the day. Uh, was a very, very funny video seeing Marshawn just with the Amish people and just being on a farm in general. Uh, you can tell that obviously him being from uh, Southern California didn't really uh, didn't really grow up with a ton of uh, country. Uh, country surroundings not a lot of farms around where he grew up uh it was just pure shock it was he loved it he's such a good genuine person uh everyone seems to love him glad to see Marshawn having fun in retirement I need more clips like that but that was a very very funny video if you did not see that uh and last note before we get into the week one recap um Andrew Luck is back in the football world. Uh, he is now coaching his local high school team. Um, this is this is great for Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck at one point had a very, very bad relationship with football. Needed to walk away. Needed to take some time away from it. Um, I'm happy to see that he is back and being involved. I think he is still a very, very smart football mind. I think if he wanted to, he could still come back and play. He is only 35, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Yeah. Happy to see that Andrew Luck is growing that relationship back with football. Uh, Wishing nothing but the best for that man. Um, Yeah, let's head into the week one preview now. Okay, week one preview time. Uh... And as always, we will start with the games that we most watched recently. Actually, before I get started, I'm going to post this on Instagram and TikTok just for people to know. Um, The way I go through the games is how they're listed on the score app. Obviously, I start with the Monday Night Football games because that's the most recent thing. But after that, it's exactly how it's listed in the score app. So if you don't want to listen to me talk about every single team... uh, for an hour and a half long podcast. I don't blame you. Shame on you though. Um, But yeah, if you just want to listen to your team, that one clip, the 10 minutes where I talk about their matchup from the week, uh, download the score. If you're a sports fan, you should have that downloaded in Canada. I don't know what it is in the States, but oh well. Um, 
But yeah, that's the order I go in. So you scroll through the episode, see where I uh, see who I'm talking about. And you can be always talking about this game. Go a little further back, go a little farther forward, and you'll find the matchup that you want to find. Uh, so just a little PSA out there for anyone who wants to listen to their specific teams or whatever. But let's get back into it. We will start with the game that we watched most recently, Monday Night Football. Um, there was two Monday Night Football games. We'll start with the, I guess, the better of the two games. Oh, both both games, very, very smelly. Um Browns 22, Steelers 26. Um, happy the Steelers came away with this win. They needed that big win at home. Uh, their defense actually like looks incredible. TJ Watt is definitely the co-front runner for defense player of the year right now. He is playing like a chicken with his head cut off right now. He broke the uh, the Steelers franchise sack record, took that away from another scary, scary man, James Harrison. Uh, TJ Watt has that record now with 81 and a half sacks, uh, breaking James Harrison record of 80 and a half. James Harrison took him 177 games to get to 80 and a half, uh, took TJ Watt 89. That man is on an incredible pace. Uh, just for his career, I can't wait to see what the rest of it looks like. He is only 28 years old. Uh, he's a very, very special player. The Steelers are lucky to have him, and he is one of the big reasons why they won that game because he did score a touchdown off a fumble recovery that I think he also might have forced. Um, I don't know about that, but either way, he scored the touchdown to win the game. Um, I got a stat here. The Steelers entered the fourth quarter, trailing the Browns by three. Pittsburgh then generated uh, minus seven yards of offense in the quarter. Uh, They won the game. That's just kind of how this game went. It was all the defense. It was all the Steelers' defense anyways. They started off the game with a pick six on the nasty man, on the predator, who he just looks like he stinks. But we'll talk about about the Browns in a bit here because obviously uh, they had a very, very bad injury. And again, we'll talk about that in a bit. We'll talk about the Steelers just just, just a little bit more here. Steelers defense is very good obviously TJ Watt one of the best players in the league Alex Highsmith also had a very very good game uh one of the better young edge rushers in the league it's a great tandem to have him and Watt together and with the absence of Cam Hayward now uh Larry Ogunjobi really really stepped his game up he was a problem for the Browns interior offensive line the entire game uh it's a very good Steelers defense I don't really know what else to say um very good Steelers defense the offense though is a completely different story um I love Najee Harris coming out of Alabama I thought he was so special at Alabama I thought he was going to be a star in this league that man just looks like he's running in quicksand constantly. He has no burst. He has no top-end speed. It seems like he gets the ball, and he just kind of hops and scoots forward and doesn't do doesn't do much. It's just I don't know where that player from Bama went, but it's certainly not the one in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform right now. Uh, they need to start giving Jalen Warren way more touches. He is by far the more explosive player of the two. What did Najee Harris finish with for the game? Because it was not was not a good game whatsoever. Najee Harris on the day. 
Oh, it's actually surprisingly not that bad. Uh, 10 carries for 43 yards. I think, yeah, he had one one long gain, which I think was probably the longest of his career, 21 yards. Uh, either way, not great, not great. Uh, George Pickens on the day, only four catches, but he had 127 yards because he had a 71-yard, uh, I think it was 71-yard touchdown catch. Uh, he ran a post, got the post, just ran, split the safeties. Get that man the ball. I don't know what it is with the Steelers' offense. Matt Canada, we talked about him a lot last year. If you're new to this show, um, Matt Canada, Steelers' offensive coordinator, not very good at his job and has never really been good at his job. I don't know why Tomlin is giving him such a long leash, but when you have that many weapons on the offense in general, it just should be better. It should work easier. I don't know what it is. Um... It's just, it's it's not good. And I mean, part of that too is not having a quarterback. Um, I am I am completely out on Kenny Pickett as a NFL quarterback, as a viable NFL quarterback. He's definitely not a starter. He's not a backup. He just looks bad. He looks bad. He can't, I don't know. He seems to check down 90% of the time. When he does try to unleash it, it's inaccurate. It's just... He's not good. People expected him to take pre, uh, steps after his preseason performances, me included. Uh, it's just not there for Kenny Pickett. It is what it is. Uh, this is going to be this is going to be a good Steelers team, but Kenny Pickett will be the reason why they don't make that leap as I thought that they should have at the start of the year. Let's move over to the Browns now, and we'll talk about a player quickly here, Nick Chubb, who had an absolutely devastating knee injury. Uh, if you haven't seen the picture of the knee or the video uh, that they showed, uh, again, I keep wanting to call it Heinz Field, but I know it's not Heinz Field. It's named after some fucking bank now. But um, yeah, they didn't show the replay on TV. Uh, Chris Collingsworth and Mike Tirico were like, yeah, we're not going to show that. That's really bad. And it was. It was. His knee essentially went 90 degrees. Um and not, not on a 90 degrees the way it's supposed to, uh, the way it's not supposed to. Uh, he's Nick Chubb is definitely out for the year. I hasn't come out with what the official damage of everything is, but unfortunately it is the same knee that he hurt at Georgia when he was there, when he blew out. I think he blew out everything in his knee, his PCL, his MCL, his ACL, all gone reconstructed knee and now boom hurts the same knee again um I'm hoping for the best Nick Chubb is such a good player I remember like watching that game last night I was thinking to myself I'm like I need to give Nick Chubb more praise he has been one of the better backs the better pure running backs in this league for a while like ever since he's been in it like obviously I think Derrick Henry is on a completely other level from any other running back of this generation uh Nick Chubb, though, was right there. Uh, the stat that they showed during the game was Nick Chubb, or for people, or for players with over 500 carries, uh, Nick Chubb is third in yards uh, in yards per carry, only behind Bo Jackson and Chiefs player Jamal Charles. Bo Jackson, right above me, right here. Um, and yeah, so it was like Bo and Jamal at 5.4 yards carry and then Nick Chubb at 5.3. And I mean, if you're a, a history nerd of the NFL like I am, 
You know how Bo Jackson's career ended. You know how how Jamal Charles' uh, career ended. They both ended early, both because of injuries. Um, I just hope it doesn't end up that way for Nick Chubb. I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back better than ever. Uh, wishing nothing but the best, but it's there goes the Browns' offense because... The Predator, the Nasty Man, uh, he cannot run an offense anymore. He cannot be the sole reason.
young quarterback be put in a situation like that. And I thought Bryce Young, Bryce Young's situation wasn't going to be the worst thing. Um, and it's not. We have seen rookie quarterbacks in far worse uh, situations in year one. But uh, I just, I just don't see this Panthers team doing anything. This is a Panthers team that is without their first round pick. That will end up being a top 10 pick more than likely. Uh, Yeah, and the defense, which is supposed to be the strong part of this unit, is already hurt. It already lacks depth. Uh, So I I don't know. I think it's going to be a rough rough year for Panthers fans, and not having that first-round pick is fine as long as Bryce Young turns out to be that guy. But as of right now... Man, having a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. next year would be nice for the Panthers. Uh, okay, let's go all the way back to Thursday Night Football now. Uh, talk about this Eagles-Vikings game. Vikings 28, Eagles 34. Uh, game was a lot closer than uh, I expected. Actually, was it? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago now. But the Eagles O-line just dominated this uh, Vikings defensive line in the run game. DeAndre Swift had, God, I think he had 160-something yards. He had 175 yards. My mistake, DeAndre Swift. Um, Yeah, 175 yards. That's basically, that was the... Uh, that was the entire Eagles offense, was just run the ball because the Vikings couldn't stop them. And thank God the Eagles actually figured out that they could do that because the first couple drives of the game uh, were bad. They were not good whatsoever. I, I'm, still, I'm still a little iffy about the Eagles offense and the Eagles uh, offensive play as a whole obviously they just put up 34 points on the eagles or on the vikings but all of that was the run game and through the run game the play action and then hertz can take his deep shot passes and stuff but uh i would be i would be worried a little bit if i'm uh if i'm the eagles i think that the identity of this team is running the ball and they should be a run first team but if that gets taken away from them, then uh, I guess we'll see what they can do. I think it's Brad Johnson who is the Eagles' new offensive coordinator who took over from uh, from Shane Steichen there. Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, my bad. Uh, and hopefully he just gets in a groove and he gets going and this Eagles team kind of kicks it up another level. But... Uh, yeah, I, I think if the Vikings had a average defense, this score would have looked completely different. Uh, we'll keep talking about the Eagles until uh, keep talking about the Eagles until we get into the Vikings here. Uh, the front seven absolutely killed the uh, killed the Vikings offensive line, banged up Vikings offensive line. I should add uh, they were without. Oh, who is their 
uh, their left tackle, Christian Derisaw, uh, started the game, left. Uh, their backup came in, then he got hurt, so they were on their third string left tackle. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, their center, was also out for the game. So this this Eagles front seven just feasted on them the entire game. So I give a lot of credit to Kirk for putting up 28. Uh, and my last note for the Eagles, their secondary is extremely banged up right now. Um, I think more more players got hurt too, but they are they are lucky that their front seven was generating so much pressure because I think that if this Vikings offensive line was healthy, I think this could have been a different game. Um, talk about the Vikings just a little bit here. Uh, Justin Jefferson uh, now officially has more yards than any Bears receiver all time. Uh, the Bears have been a football franchise for, I think, 100 years. Um, I mean, the fact that they've never even had a 4,000-yard passer is just hilarious. And we'll talk about the Bears because, woof, that team fucking stinks. Uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously, very, very, very good player. Uh, continues to show why. Um, he had 11 catches for 159 yards. Jordan Addison chimed in with a touchdown, 72 yards. TJ Hawkinson, 66 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Kirk was spreading the ball around, and they needed to. Again, on a hurt secondary, they they took advantage. Um, the run game, though, the run game, though, is just absolutely abysmal. They have nothing going for them right now. Uh, they only rushed the ball nine times, mainly because they were playing down almost the entire game but uh Madison had eight carries for 28 yards Ty Chandler had one rush for zero yards um that run game needs to get going for them if the offense need like or wants to hit another level and they'll need to because this defense is not not very good at all um Vikings were a team that were 11 and 0 in one score games last year. They are 0 and 2 to start this uh, year, and they have seven turnovers through eight quarters to start the season. So, a lot of things that need to get fixed. A uh, f- lot of things that need to get fixed for the Vikings. Luckily, they're playing the Chargers, who also need to get a lot of things fixed. And we'll talk about that game. Uh, don't you worry. Uh, next game up, moving on to the Sunday slate here. We got the Bears 17, Bucks 27. Uh, we'll start with the Bucks here. Is Baker Mayfield back? Uh, I don't think so. I think Baker is Baker, but he's having fun and the offense is gelling and it works. I think, and I've been saying it, having a QB like Baker is like having a QB like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Someone who you can rely to go in there and maybe win you a game. He will try his ass off. He will make the like. He will try to make those plays. Will he make a couple terrible plays? Of course. But Baker has shined to start this season. He has looked very good. Uh, very, very good to start the year. Obviously, playing the Vikings, whose defense is not very good, and then the Bears back to back weeks uh, definitely helps a little bit. But um, Mike Evans had six catches for 171 yards, and he also had a crazy offensive pass interference penalty that just wasn't called, and that's how he actually, he didn't even house that touch, or I was going to say, and then that's how he got that long touchdown, but he got caught because Mike Evans is getting old now, sadly, which means we are all getting old. Uh, 
sucks. Um, but yeah, no, he had he ran like a curl route and he just completely shoved the Bears defensive back, caught the ball, and then yeah, ran for I think 70 yards and then got tackled. But I don't know how that wasn't called. It was an egregious offensive pass interference penalty. Uh very, very funny. Uh Bucks defense is also looking very good. They had uh six sacks and two interceptions on the day. Uh again. They've played the Vikings, and they've played the Bears. So they got a test this week with the Eagles. We'll see if the Bucks keep rolling. Um, That should be a fun matchup. I think that might be Sunday Night Football. I think that's one of the primetime games, which is a little Baker Mayfield primetime. I'm down for it. The Bears. The Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Um, Bad, bad football team. And I know I had the prediction of, oh, Justin Fields is going to be a... Uh, top 10 QB at by the end of this year. Justin Fields sucks. A lot of it is his fault. A lot of it is still the offense and the schemes around him. I don't understand what is happening. Uh, but they have a chance to win the game. They're backed up like close to their goal line. And they throw a screen pass. The same screen pass that they've been throwing all game. Same formation. Same personnel. And the Bucks knew, and Shaq Barrett knew, and he knew exactly where to be. He picked off the ball, walked it in for six points. Uh, it's just bad. And there's like there's so many clips circulating around of Justin Fields having all the time in the world in the pocket, waiting, 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 and then being like, oh, I have to run, and then just running right into a defensive lineman. Um, his processing isn't quick enough. Uh he has terrible pocket awareness. He doesn't progress through his reads. Um, it's not good. And that's the thing. I said, it's not all Justin Fields' fault. What worked for the Bears at the end of last year when they were not winning games, but they were at least being competitive in games, um, they they were running the ball. They were using designed runs for Justin Fields. And I think through two weeks so far, they've had like three designed runs for him. Run the damn ball. Give Justin Fields the ball in his hand. Let him get comfortable. Move the pocket to the outside and have these throws on the runs. I just, I don't understand what, like, Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze is trying to do uh, other than tank Justin Fields. I don't know. Well, maybe they see how bad the Panthers are doing and they suck and be like, hmm, I don't know. Do we get Caleb Williams and then draft Marvin Harrison Jr.? Not a bad idea. Um... But yeah, this is not this is not a good Bears team whatsoever. Uh, it just looks way hard for them on offense constantly. It seems like they're constantly working against themselves. It's not great, um, and they've now lost twelve straight dating back to last year. So Matt Eberflus is on the hot seat, I think for sure, because he's a defensive coach. That defense has absolutely stunk. Uh, and hey, I always talk about hey, the Falcons need a quarterback. Why not Justin Fields? because he can probably do as much as Desmond Ritter can. That's for damn sure. Okay, moving along. Next game up, we have the Packers 24, Falcons 25. Um, Falcons are a weird team. I I don't know what it is, but they keep winning games. I like Arthur Smith, and I fucking love Bijan Robinson. I don't even know if this is a hot take right now. Bijan Robinson might already be the best running back in the NFL. He finished the day with 172 yards total, 6.5 yards per carry. Uh, still no touchdown. Uh, 
or he didn't get any touchdowns on the day uh, this week. Um, but he is out snapping Tyler Algier now. Uh, Bijan had 19 rushes. Algier had 16. Uh, Algier 16 for 48. Bijan 19 for 124. So you can clearly see who the better back is. I still really do like Tyler Algier. Um, do I think he'll be phased out completely? No, but do I see that 19-16 split next week being 25-9 to 9 or 10? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, this, this Falcons team is interesting, to say the least. Uh, Falcons tight end Jonu Smith, who probably haven't heard that name in a while, uh, was good in Tennessee, had a very good couple years over there when Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator. He signed that deal to go to New England. They just didn't use him for two years, I believe. Uh, now he's back with Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Jonu finished with four catches for 47 yards on the day. Uh, Kyle Pitts only finished with two catches for 15. Um, Kyle Pitts is basically just a giant decoy for opposing teams defenses he does nothing out there he'll he'll run his route and he'll be look he'll look like he's a big threat but uh I hope he gets a different situation or they start using him more but it won't be this year because they just can't because Desmond Ritter well you want to be talking about bad quarterbacks Desmond Ritter might be at the bottom of the list um he finished oh I don't even have his stats down. I don't think his stats were terrible. He was 19 for 32 for 237, passing touchdown, one interception. Uh, he's fine. He's just not He's not good. He's not even a, like a game manager type of quarterback. He's just like an okay, solid backup maybe. Uh, ooh, it got sunny. Uh, the funny thing about Desmond Ritter, though, is he has never lost a home game in his career. And that dates back to college. That doesn't, that's not even just including the NFL. He is 30-0 at home. Uh, take that information, do what you want with it. Uh, I just can't believe it. But Desmond Ritter is 30-0 at home, and that's why the Falcons won this game, because of Desmond Ritter. We all know that. Um, <laughs> that is obviously a joke. Uh, the Packers, though. Uh, despite having absolutely no weapons other than their rookies, um, they almost won this game, and they probably should have won the game. Uh, but yeah, it just it just didn't happen for them. Bijan is too good of a player. I'm giving all the credit to the Falcons winning this game because of Bijan. Um, yeah. Packers played solid. I think the Packers uh, will be in the mix for a wild card spot by the end of the season. Um, I have yet to really be impressed with Jordan Love, though. I think he looks fine. Uh, And that's what they need right now. They just need someone fine. They don't need someone who's bad, but Jordan Love has looked okay. Um, I think that he needs to step up his play a little bit, and obviously his lack of weapons does not really help with that. Who do the Packers play next week? The Packers next week get the Saints. That'll be a fun game. Uh, Packers are at home. Yeah, they don't have a line out for that game. I don't blame them because I also don't know how that game will go. But uh, the Packers are 1-1. They've started out nice. They just need to... 
I don't know. They just need to get some players back healthy. That's really that's really it. Uh, next game up, Colts 31, Texans 20. Um, Anthony Richardson looked like a stud. He had two rushing touchdowns early, early in the game. Then he left with a, a concussion. He got... I don't think he was diagnosed with a concussion last week, but he left the game for a time because of a head injury. Now he is actually concussed. He took himself out of the game. Good for him for having that uh, that self-realization that he is hurt and he shouldn't be playing. Um, oh my God, my hair is an absolute mess right now and I'm trying to fix it. Sorry. Um, there we go. Um, yeah, this Colts-Texans game is just kind of a game where I don't really care about. There's not much to really talk about. Uh, these are two bad teams. These are two teams that are in the bottom five of my power rankings. If you want to see my power rankings, I post them. I post the top ten on the Instagram. If you want to see the full thing, go to my Twitter. I think it's at Wellsy underscore 07, maybe. Um, I should probably know what my own Twitter handle is. At Wellsy underscore zero seven. I was right. Um, yeah, just honestly a game that I don't really care about too, too much. Um, good on the Colts, though, for scoring points. Uh, the Texans on the other side, though. CJ Stroud threw for 384 yards. Uh, very, very good game for him. Again, a lot of those yards, more garbage time yards. It is what it is. Garbage time happens. Uh, it's fine. Uh, Nico Collins... 146 yards, one TD. Uh, rookie for the Texans, Tank Dell, also had a very nice performance. I think he had seven catches for 72 yards and one touchdown. So you can see that the like the pieces are getting there for the Texans. Uh, the run game wasn't there at all this week. Uh, they had multiple injuries along the offensive line, and that's kind of what killed them. Damian Pierce has got nothing going so far this season. Uh, but, yeah, I think that we can keep going. Uh, actually, sh- big shout-out to Gardner Minshew for coming in, holding his own, and showing why he's the best backup quarterback in the game right now. Uh, next game up, we have the Seahawks 37, Lions 31. This game went to overtime. Um... Big bounce back game for the Seahawks. This is exactly what they needed. Um, Geno Smith looked good. The wide receivers looked good. The run game looked... Actually, I don't think the run game looked very good. But uh, they did what they needed to do, especially with uh, the injuries that they have to the offensive line position. Yeah, no. Run game was not good. Kenneth Walker, 17 rushes, 43 yards, 2.5 a carry. But he did have two touchdowns, though, so good for him. Uh... This this was a get or or a get right game for the Seahawks. This is kind of the Seahawks team that I expected and I expect to see for the rest of the season. Um, and they match up really well against the Lions. I think these are two teams that are on kind of a similar playing field right now. Uh, yeah, I don't think I really have much to talk about this game. I just think th- these are two very fine, very good teams. Um. Yeah, it was just good, solid football that was uh, being played. From the uh, from the Lions side, though, they got a couple injuries, unfortunately. Uh, running back, David Montgomery, left with a quad injury. It's not serious. It seems like he is week to week, which 
me personally, it just sucks for fantasy because I can't put him on IR and go grab another player. It's just he'll have that Q next to his name until he comes back. Um, but people are probably like, oh, David Montgomery hurt? Are they finally going to give uh, Jameer Gibbs more touches? No, uh, Craig Reynolds ended up getting uh, a decent amount of playing time for whatever reason. Um, Listen, I know people want Gibbs to be a contributor immediately. It took Alvin Kamara, I think, a month into his rookie year for him to finally get going. I'm kind of expecting a similar thing. I don't know. I guess they're easing him into it or easing him into his role. Uh, He should have a much more elevated role next week especially with Montgomery out hopefully we see what he can do in this offense um yeah the other injury for the Lions which is a much bigger injury uh safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is out uh again I don't think he's been officially IR'd but he is uh, he tore his pack and is out for a or for the f- uh foreseeable future anyways it just sucks. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson came in. Again, he's a bit of a dumbass. I think he had a couple bad penalties uh, against the Seahawks there. But uh, he makes plays. He brings swag to a locker room. I mean, the amount of Lions uh, fans that were wearing those like blue shiesty masks. I um, can't believe I called it a shiesty mask, not just a ski mask. But uh, yeah, he's, he's the reason for that. He... He's, he's changed them. He's given them kind of an identity on defense, and now he won't be there. Uh, hopefully it's just next man up for them. Uh, we will see, though. This is I think this is actually is a pretty decent hit to their secondary, especially. Um, we will see, though. Uh, yeah, we'll keep moving on, though. Next game up, Chargers. Titans, Chargers 24, Titans 27. Uh, I said, I said in my preview episode last week that I really wanted to take the Titans, but I was like, no, I shouldn't because I know that the Chargers are a good football team and they'll get right. The Titans offense isn't very good. Ryan Tannehill and... I I should have listened to my brain. I shouldn't have listened to the outside people telling me, oh, I just have insane Chargers bias, which I might. I don't know. Uh, most of the time, I'm right about it, though. So, uh, yeah. So, Titans defense is absolutely killer. Um, I think that's one of the better units in the NFL this year. Jeffrey Simmons is an absolute monster. Uh yeah, the defense played well. They contained uh, the run game, which absolutely gashed Miami in week one to... I'm not going to count up the yards because they have way too many people carrying the ball, but uh, Josh Kelly only had 13 carries for 39 yards after Spills was telling me all week that Austin Eckler is easily replaceable and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Austin Eckler is that, is their offense. Sorry. Um... Yeah, and Tannehill had a very good bounce back game. He was 20 for 24, 246 yards, one passing touchdown. Had a couple deep passes to, uh, or had a, one deep pass to trail on Burks. Um, this passing game could be could could be much better. It just isn't yet. Uh, rookie, uh, what's his name? 
Ty J. Spears, uh, the rookie running back for the Titans, he had eight carries for 49 yards, 6.1 average. Obviously, he's in no threat to be taking Derrick Henry's job, but he's someone who I think that they want to work into the mix just a little bit more, especially get some uh, passing passing game reps for him because that's something that Derrick Henry is not known for is catching the football. Um, this is this is a good Titans team. Uh and when I say good, I mean they're good like the Saints, or they're good like the Patriots, or they're good like the Steelers, where they're fine. Uh, should people be worried about them? No. But playing the Titans week in, week out is a tough matchup, doesn't matter who you are, any given Sunday. Uh, the LA Chargers. Man. Ah. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Actually, I got a couple... I got two two fun Charger stats to read out here. Um, since 2010, teams with 275-plus passing yards and no turnovers are 382-96-2. That's a win percentage of 80% for those who can't do the mental math like me. Um, with the loss to the Titans today, the Chargers are one of the 96 uh, credit to Ben Solak for that stat. So, yeah, teams who pass for 275-plus yards, no turnovers, have an 80% win rate. Uh, not the Chargers, though. So, another fun, interesting way for the Chargers to lose a game. Uh, the next stat I have here, Chargers are the 33rd team in in the Super Bowl era with 50-plus points in zero turnovers through the first two games. They are the only team to start 0-2. Um, listen, I, I just sound like a broken record week after week. Um, Brandon Staley, not that guy. He's not that guy. Uh, he got, he, his, his rookie year as a head coach, he was super aggressive on fourth downs, always, always took the risk, used the analytics a lot. And now he's just a wimp. He he doesn't have the balls. He doesn't have the cojones to make those moves when he did. I think they had the ball somewhere around the Titans' 40-yard line. Uh, was fourth down, fourth and short. I think like fourth and two or something like that. And instead of going for it to try to ice the game, uh, he punted. Um, Not, not great at all. Uh, Chargers had chances to win this game. This is another game that went to overtime. I should have mentioned that off the start. Uh, game went to overtime. Chargers got the ball to start, went three and out, punted. Titans go down the field, win the game. Um, yeah. It's just same old Chargers. I don't care how talented this roster is. It's just they're never going to be there. They're never going to be there. They're never going to be a serious team. Um, people do need to start losing their jobs, I think, very soon. They play the Vikings this coming week. I don't even know what to expect for that game. Those are two teams that are just... Woof. Um, Yeah. I'm not gonna... I won't I won't slander Herbert. I, I will slander Spills, though, for slandering Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, the best player on the Chargers offense, was out for the game. They missed him dearly. With Austin Eckler in this game, it's an easy win for the Chargers. Um, I just don't get how a Chargers fan and someone who's been a Chargers fan for 
years and years hates their best offensive player. Could never be me. Um, Spills roots for the players. He roots for the players he likes and not the not 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 what's in the best interest for the team. That's for damn sure. Uh, we will keep moving on. Next game up. We got the Bengals and Ravens. Ravens 27, Bengals 24. Um this was a very, very hurt Ravens team all already week two. Uh and they made it look easy. I don't think the Bengals were ever truly in this game up until the end where Burrow finally started to move the ball in garbage time. Um, But yeah, it did not matter. The Ravens took control of this game early and they didn't look back. Uh, Zay Flowers has had a very good start to his year. Um, He had four catches for 62 yards this game after a very good opening week one performance as well. Uh... The linebackers for the Ravens, too. Roquan Smith is definitely the best linebacker in football. He is an absolute weapon. And a lot of people clown Patrick Queen for being a bad player, saying he's overrated. Uh, Since Roquan has been there, Patrick Queen and him have probably been one of the best linebacking duos in the league. They're a lot of fun. This Ravens defense is a lot of fun. Hopefully they they get healthy again soon. Uh... Because I think, yeah, this is going to be a good Ravens team. I don't know who they have next week, but that's what Friday's show is for. Uh, to preview all those matchups. Uh, the Bengals. L- listen, the Bengals started 0-2 last year, and then they finished... What did they finish? 13-3 and last year, because they had that tie to the... Uh, that tie to the Bills. Um, yeah, listen, I... It is not looking good. Uh, Tony is starting to turn on head coach Zach Taylor. I don't blame him. I've never really liked Zach Taylor as a head coach. I thought he's just kind of been average at best, if we're being honest. That Bengals defense has been the catalyst that has carried them in their playoff runs. Um, Yeah, uh, T. Higgins had a two-touchdown game. Good for him. Jamar Chase has been completely forgotten about the first two weeks of the season. Uh, sucks for people in fantasy, but hey, if you want to trade him to me, I'll take Jamar Chase off your hands. That's for damn sure. Uh, what else do we have to talk about in this game? Oh, yes. Uh, Joe Burrow still says that he's hurt, still has still has that uh, lingering calf strain or whatever the hell it was. Uh, it's a, it's a decent excuse, but that's all it is. It's an excuse. He has not been good uh, to start this year. He has been playing like he normally does in the playoffs, which is a game manager. Uh, even then, that first game against the Browns, he was one of the worst quarterbacks uh, of week one. Uh, again, I think the Bengals are going to turn it around. No doubt in my mind that this is still going to be a playoff team. Um they just got to get it going. This this offense, which should be one of the best in the NFL, has just been so bleh and so meh to start the season. Uh, they didn't score their first offensive touchdown until the third quarter of the game. They went six quarters without scoring an offensive touchdown. Uh, very, very bad for the Bengals. Uh, hopefully they'll turn it around. We shall see, though. Uh Next game up, we got the Raiders and the Bills. Raiders 10, Bills 38. I predicted this game 
to a T. Did I take the Bills and the points? No, because I'm an idiot and I should have. Either way, um, the Bills did whatever they wanted, which I kind of assumed that they would. Uh, Josh Allen, back to doing Josh Allen type things, finished the game. 31 for 37, 274 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, but he wasn't the story of the game to me. Obviously, Josh Allen, great game, but we expect this from Josh Allen. We expect those type of numbers. James Cook, though, had 17 carries for 123 yards. If this Bills team gets a run game going, watch out. Because uh, I think they do have. They have the people in the... Uh, they have the weapons on the outside with Diggs, with Kincaid, with Gabe Davis had a very good game. Uh, to to make those throws, to pick you apart. Like, that's that's what the Bills have been doing for years now uh but they have had absolutely no run game james cook seems to have given them some semblance of uh, of a run game to start the season uh 17 for 123 great the bills also had two rushing touchdowns which were latavius murray and damian harris so james cook very very good nfl running back maybe not a great fantasy running back because it seems like his touchdowns are just going to get vultured away by Damian Harris, which I think we all kind of expected, but not Latavius Murray. Uh, that one upsets me a little bit. It is what it is, though. Uh, the Raiders on the other side. Bad. The Raiders are not a good football team. I think the only reason why they won that week one game was because they won against another bad football team in the uh, in the Denver Broncos. Jimmy G had a very Jimmy G type game, 16 for 24, 185, one passing touchdown. Actually, he didn't. I missed the interceptions. He had two interceptions. If this was a Jimmy G type game, he'd have zero interceptions. Uh, Yeah, they were missing uh, wide receiver one from week one, Jacoby Myers. They had to rely on Devontae Adams, who's obviously the better receiver. Devontae Adams left the game hurt, I am pretty sure. And... uh, NFL leading rusher of 2022, Josh Jacobs, finished the day with nine carries for negative two yards. Um, not great. Not great to say the least. I this this is not a good Raiders team. This is this is this is a Raiders team that is hopefully picking their QB of the future next year. Um, yeah, I don't think I need to say anything really more than that. The Raiders are good, and they got their shit fed to them by the Bills this week. Um, Next game up, we have Chiefs-Jags. I think people expected this game to be more of a barn burner. Uh, Chiefs 17, Jags 9. Uh, we'll start off with the Chiefs. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty whatsoever. Uh... Chiefs offense was fine. I think the Jags defense did play very well. Pat Mahomes finished 29 for 41, 305, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, 12 rushes for 70 yards, 5.8. Um, they were easing Kelsey into it a little bit. Kelsey did have his touchdown where uh, I think it was Ian Eagle on the call. Uh, oh, what was the call? It was basically, oh, 
Travis Kelsey finds a blank space for a touchdown. Because if you are not aware, uh, the rumor is that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift uh, have been secretly dating, or at least have gone on a few dates anyways. Um, And if you don't know, Blank Space is a song by Taylor Swift. Uh, So absolute, like, great, great call by Iron Eagle and the fact that he got to squeak that one in there. I think that he had that one written down, penciled down, where if Kelsey gets a touchdown, he's going to say it. He said it. Uh, Very funny. Very good for the Chiefs. Um, My my take for the Chiefs this year, though, um, this defense is going to be the better of the two units. Because obviously the Chiefs offense with Mahomes and Andy Reid making the play calls and Travis Kelsey and yada, yada, yada have been the reason why this team has been so successful. Now, I'm not expecting the... I'm not saying the Chiefs offense is all of a sudden going to be like the bottom 15 or bottom half of the league this year. Absolutely not. Uh, I just think that the Chiefs defense is... It looks it looks pretty damn good right now. Uh, getting Chris Jones back is obviously huge. George Karlaftis has played really well to start the season. Uh, Trent McDuffie has been awesome. Justin Reed, Legereus Sneed, Nick Bolton has been awesome from his middle linebacker position. They just got dogs on this defense. I think this is a very good Chiefs defense. I mean, through two weeks of the season, they've... Uh, through two weeks of the season, they've only allowed two offensive touchdowns, I believe. Because it was 21 for the Lions, but one was a pick six, and the Jags kicked three field goals. So, um, yeah. Yeah, this 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 is going to be a good Chiefs defense. Uh, I do expect the offense to get more into sync at some point. Maybe, uh, maybe start putting Justin Ross on the field a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, the Jags, though, it was just not their game whatsoever. Uh, they couldn't run the ball at all. Trevor Lawrence, 22 for 41, 216, no touchdowns, no, no interceptions. He was sacked four times. Uh, yeah, I just think like this is a good, this is a very good Jags offense. And I think next week when they play the... Blah, blah, blah. Who do they play next week when the Jags play the Texans? Oh, they're going to kill them. They're going to put up 30 on them. No problem. They're going to want to score a lot of points after not scoring in this game at all. Uh, and again, the Jags were were in it. They kept themselves in it. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of the reason why uh, it was kind of a sloppy game... Uh, for both teams, if we're being honest, was because of the weather. It was it was hot. It is hot in Jacksonville right now. I think I saw a thermometer that was on the field that was saying it was like 120 at field level, 120 Fahrenheit, that is. Um, yeah, the uh, it got reported after the game where 110 people in the stadium were treated to heat exhaustion. Uh Listen, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but these billion-dollar teams, especially the ones that play in the South and that humid of weather, uh, so Jacksonville, the Buccaneers, Miami, uh, Atlanta, probably. I don't know. Whatever. I won't get into naming teams in that geographic region, but uh, 
yeah, these teams make billions of dollars. Maybe, like, way when it's that hot, start giving out free water bottles and not charging, like, 7 to $12 for a drink. Because uh, that's why this happens. That's why people get heat exhaustion is because these franchises make the simplest things like water, like, an unattainable thing. And no one wants to spend $10 to get water. And there's no fountains anywhere because these franchises want you to go purchase their products instead of filling up for free and even if they did have fountains i'm sure that they like most stadiums the fountains don't work or they sputter i don't know like a centimeter off the tip and no one wants to drink from that because you know that some slob from florida was absolutely making out with it trying to drink his water um i don't know let's just make water more affordable when it's that hot outside and people are passing out and melting I don't think that's that hard of an ask. Uh, Let's keep moving, though. Uh, Next game up, we got the 49ers and the Rams. Uh, 49ers 30, Rams 23. (coughs) Sorry. Uh, I dubbed this game the battle of the second-best NFC QB. Uh, Obviously, the Niners and Brock Purdy came out on top, but... It doesn't look like Matt Stafford is ready to give up his mantle as a potential top 10 QB. I think right now I definitely have uh, Stafford in my top 10 quarterbacks right now. He has looked very good to start the year. Uh, Let's talk about this Niners team though because they look very good. Their offense cannot be stopped so far. Christian McCaffrey is just an absolute monster. 20 rushes, 116 yards, 5.8 carry, one touchdown. Debo was also rushing the ball well. He was also catching the ball well. Uh, I think Brandon Ayuk got a little bit banged up. But yeah, this is this is a very good Niners team. This is a team that again, it, unless barring injuries, they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be good. Uh it's a very well coached team. This is going to be a playoff team. Uh, it's as simple as that. Uh, this is kind of what I expect from the Niners. I think I have them number one in my power rankings currently uh, for a good reason. They are a very, very good team. Uh, simple as that. I don't think I really need to talk about them that much because they're good. They're very good. Uh, LA Rams, though, on the other side, a team that has been a massive surprise for me to start the year. Uh, I did not think that they were going to be that good, especially with the absence of Cooper Cup to start the season. But it has not mattered that they don't have Cooper Cup because they got Puka Nakua, uh, who, I mean, he's the best waiver wire player in fantasy this year by a mile. Like, he finished this week with 15 catches for 147 yards. I think last week, last week he had 10 catches for 119. Uh, He has just been an absolute stud uh, on the season. He broke the record for uh, most catches through his first two games with, well, he broke the record with 20, but now the record is 25. Uh, I forget the first name that was there who, uh, who, who was tied with the record, but I know the other guy tied with it was Anquan Bolden, so that is good company to pass up on there. Now he's at 25. He's, he's cleared the mark by six catches. Um, absolutely nuts. Um, 
Rams also healthy scratch Cam Akers. Uh, Cam Akers is probably going to get traded. There are a lot of RB needy teams right now. I think the teams that were interested or that put out interest were like the Buccaneers, the Browns, the Ravens, and someone else who I can't forget. Surprisingly, not Miami. This is one running back that Miami is not interested in, and for good reason. Cam Akers is washed. Um, yeah, uh, this is a Rams team again. They've looked very good. I think the Seahawks week one was a little bit of a weird matchup for them. They obviously came out on top, looked very good. They have the Bengals this week. What is that line at right now? Let's let's go to a little little preview. Uh not available yet. Not available. Interesting. Uh total set at 43 and a half, but I'm also confused what the odd odds makers are gonna put this at. Because if you told me Bengals at home versus the Rams like week three, Bengals minus seven. Uh the way these two teams have started the year. Bengals minus two, maybe right now. Um we shall see. If 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 the line is Bengals minus two, I will be betting responsibly on the Bengals to cover that game. I think I need to get out of my head that the Rams aren't going to be a good team this year. Uh, It seems like they are. That seems like their offense is just rolling. Uh, Oh, last Puka Nakua stat for everybody here. Uh, He is currently on pace for 212 catches. Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, moving on though, next game we have the Giants and the Cardinals. Giants coming all the way back. Uh, I think they were down 21 to 7 late in the third quarter. They come back to win 31 28. Uh, Giants were absolutely terrible to start this game. Um, they basically continued what they were doing last week against the, uh, I, uh, against the Cowboys there. They didn't have any points through their first six quarters where here here I am giving the Bengals shit for not scoring an offensive touchdown. At least they had points. The Giants were outscored 60 to nothing through their first game and a half. Uh, like, obviously, absolutely brutal, but uh, they came back. Uh, Daniel Jones had an absolutely stellar second half, was 17 for 21, 259 yards, two touchdowns, also had eight rushes for 58 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he looked very good, but again, this is what this is how people should be looking against this Cardinals team. I give a ton of credit to Jonathan Gannon for making them look decent anyways, uh, but good on the Giants for getting back on track. I don't even know what Brian Dable said at halftime, how many F-bombs were thrown around there. Uh, but they look like they're back on track now. Hopefully, this is building momentum into next week for them. Uh, one thing is, though, uh, Saquon Barkley is hurt. I don't know for how long. It seems like he sprained his ankle. Hopefully, it's not a bad sprain. Uh, I, yeah, because without Saquon, I do not have a lot of hopes for the Giants whatsoever. Uh, on the Cardinal side, though. Uh, I gotta give a shout out to James Conner because I've been saying it's like ah James Conner he's not very good he he's been he's been very good to start the season so far uh, other than that I mean the Cardinals you play hard 
good for you. That's that's honestly huge. That's honestly huge that they are playing teams hard and they're in games. We'll see how they feel another four weeks into the season when they're probably one in five. Uh, we shall see. Uh, one note for the Cardinals that doesn't even involve the game because honestly I don't really care about any Cardinals gameplay talk really at this moment. Uh, safety Buda Baker was a late inactive for them. Uh, he could be on the move. Uh, I don't know why the Cardinals wouldn't trade him. Get some assets, rebuild that team in the mold that you wanted in the way that Gannon wants it. Uh, a team that has been mentioned is the Eagles, obviously. Uh, Gannon's former home. And with all of the injuries that they have in that secondary, Buda Baker is a name that makes a ton of sense for them. I don't know cap-wise how all of that stuff works, but um just be on the lookout the buda baker could be on the move very soon uh moving on now uh we have a game that was probably i think it was the highest scoring uh maybe not maybe not either way uh a game that i told no one to watch it shouldn't be on your tvs uh Ended up being one of the highest scoring games of the week commanders 35 broncos 33 uh, listen, I said that this is going to be one of the worst games of the week. It won't be on my TV. It won't be on Red Zone. Uh, and I was right. It wasn't a very good game. Uh, yes, was it high scoring? Yes, did the commanders come back? Uh, yeah, but I just don't think good football was not really played between these two teams. Uh, high scoring, but that's kind of what happens. Uh, for the Commanders, though, uh, I think Sam Howell is firmly an NFL quarterback. Do with that information what you will. Uh, do I think he's a good starting quarterback? That is yet to be seen. But I think that Sam Howell will be in the league for at least a decent amount of time, not just a cup of coffee like some of these other guys. Uh, he's looked solid. He's made some plays. He made He's made some really good plays. Uh Sam Howell, solid NFL quarterback. We'll see if that means he's a backup like Gardner Minshew or if he takes a leap to that game manager type status. Uh, We shall see. And the front seven absolutely got after the Broncos all day. Uh, Chase Young, finally back, finally back healthy. He had a sack and a half on the day. They had seven sacks in total. Again, it's a very, very good commander's front seven i'm hoping chase young is the chase young that we all thought he was when when he got drafted out of ohio state uh because more good players in the league just means more fun uh simple as that uh the broncos though i don't know what it is but in both broncos games so far to start the season they have started off hot they have been scoring points uh and then it just seems like after a quarter quarter and a half they fizzle out uh don't look as good, don't score as many points, uh, is what it is. They almost came back and won. Uh, Russ threw a Hail Mary to end the game, which bounced off some hands, was caught in the end zone by the Broncos player. I don't know who it is, my bad. Uh, Then they went for two, did not convert the two, and that is how the score ended. Uh, one more note for the Broncos. Uh, Kareem Jackson is a huge piece of shit. Uh, 
he's just been headhunting the first two weeks. He knocked out uh, Jacoby Myers in week one with a concussion. He did the same thing to Logan Thomas, who I think has a history of head injuries already. Like, just smoked him in the head. Not even trying to make a play. Just blatant head-to-head. Uh, brutal. He was ejected for a reason. Fuck him. Like, back-to-back weeks having... Like, knocking out players from the game. Hate hate to see that. Absolutely hate seeing that. Ugh. Uh, two games left. Uh, start with this one. Jets and Cowboys. Jets 30... Or... Jets 10, sorry. Jets 10, Cowboys 30. Uh, Cowboys defense is just absolutely incredible. Micah Parsons is one of the best defensive players in the league or in the league right now. Right now, I would put him and TJ Watt as the front runners for defensive player of the year. It'll be interesting to see how that battle uh shapes out for the whole season. Uh and listen, people want to be like, oh, the Cowboys offense absolutely gashed one of the best uh one of the best defenses in the NFL. Sure. Uh did they put up 30 points? Yeah, they did. Did they also have 45 minutes of time on possession to 15? Yeah, they did. Um which is huge because you know how tired that Jets defense was? Very very tired like Pollard only averaged 2.9 yards on the ground. Dak only had 255 passing on the game. The, the only player that really did go off on offense for the Cowboys was CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb had 11 catches for 143 yards. Uh, mainly because the Jets run that system like Seattle did where their corners, they stick to their side of the field. You know how Richard Sherman always stuck to his side of the field? He didn't shadow the receiver. That's what the Jets are doing right now. So instead of having Sauce Gardner cover CD the entire game, uh, they let him abuse the Jets' defense. Um, I don't really get it. I think if you're Sauce Gardner, you should want to cover the best receiver week in and week out. Um, obviously, it worked really well for the Legion of Boom and that Seahawks team, but... Sherman was also a fifth-round pick, kind of had to work his way up into being elite Hall of Famer status. Sauce Gardner was a top five pick in the NFL, right? I'm Yeah, yeah, uh, was a top five pick. He should be wanting to clamp up whoever the team's number one wide receiver is I'm not saying that the game would have looked different if Sauce did clamp up CD the entire game maybe just could have been a little lower scoring I don't know um Cameron's been giving me shit for putting the Cowboys I think I have them fourth in my power rankings I think right now it's the Niners it's the Eagles it's the Dolphins then it's the Cowboys uh and listen I get that the uh that the Cowboys right now have a plus 60. Is that right? They have a plus 60 turnover or point differential right now. Yeah, no, because they won because they won 40 nothing. Yeah. Plus 60 point differential right now. Uh, you got to give them a ton of credit, but 
At the end of the day, I see a Mike McCarthy-led team that has not really been tested at all yet this season, and they won't, because next week they play the Cardinals, and that game is going to be very, very, very ugly. Ah, uh, yeah. I think that's the game where the Cowboys end up pulling their starters sometime in the third quarter. Um... Yeah, Cowboys Cowboys very good. I just need to see them play someone somewhat good. And I do like the Giants, but guy, my god, the Giants were bad that week one game. Uh Jets on the other side though. I'm happy for Jets fans. They had that week one cuz uh that's the last time that they'll probably be that happy for the rest of the season. Um Yeah. Zach Wilson is clearly not the guy. I mean, we all knew this anyways, but he just looked like classic Zach Wilson. 12 for 27, 170 yards, one passing touchdown, three interceptions. That one passing touchdown was to Garrett Wilson on his first catch of the game where he took it 68 yards for a touchdown. Uh, That was the only time they really moved the ball. Other than that, it was... Very, very sad to see. Their offensive line is bad. The running game got nothing going. Brees Hall complained after the game where part of the reason why they lost was because he wasn't getting the ball. He only had four carries. He only averaged nine yards when he did get the ball. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously the Jets weren't in a position to really run the ball a whole lot. They were down almost the entire... No, they were down the entire game, basically. Um, Yeah, um... Tough sledding ahead for the Jets. That's all I can really say, uh, unless you find a better quarterback available, which there isn't one. Uh, Tough year. Tough year ahead. Uh, And last game up on the day, Sunday Night Football, Miami Dolphins versus the New England Patriots. Dolphins 24, Patriots 17. Uh, I predicted this game... To a T, basically. I knew it was going to be close. I predicted the score. I think I said 24-17 in the preview show was going to be the final score. Uh, I was right. It was was the tale of two halves for this game. The Dolphins were up 17-3 going into half. Uh, Then the Patriots, they clamped down. Things kind of bounced their way. And they clawed back into it. They were never truly... In the game, but they had moments. They had moments where it could have been close and they faltered, and it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, like quite literally, tale of two halves 17 to 3 for the Dolphins in uh, in the first half, and then it ended with the Patriots scoring two touchdowns and the Patriots only scoring one. Or no. Dolphins scoring one touchdown, Patriots scoring two touchdowns in that second half. Uh, it was a closer game than or actually no, I was not a closer game than expected. This is the, I I knew this was happening. Uh, keep talking about the Dolphins though. The Dolphins I think had almost 400 yards total on offense, uh, mainly because we got the run game going this week. Uh, Raheem Mostert had 18 carries for 121 yards, two touchdowns. He. he he, oh my god, he just looks like a different player this year. He, uh, They've been saying that he added weight this offseason, and it shows. He's running hard, he's running through tackles, he still has that speed and that burst. Uh, 
it looks like he's he he's on track to have a big year. I'm excited for him. Uh, and obviously, the Dolphins' defense played much, much, much better. Uh, and that was without star player Jalen Phillips, or future star player, I should probably say. But uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, great name, uh, came in in relief and... He played great. That was probably Bradley Chubb's best game as a Dolphin so far. Uh, things just worked. Things just worked well for the defense. We stopped the run, which that should be the Patriots. That is their offense is run the ball, play safe, play conservative, win the turnover battle. That's how the Patriots, that's how they stay in games. That's how they stayed in this game. Um, yeah, for, for the Patriots, though, before we talk about their stuff... I got to talk about this blocked field goal that Bill Belichick all of a sudden decided to use. And that was a thing that is now something that I think NFL teams are going to be using. They brought a player in from motion where he was basically sprinting from the sideline along the line of scrimmage. I thought he came in like off the bench and was running in and then he just ran in and timed it. And was like, how is that legal? But either way, it's legal and... Uh, I don't know the player who actually blocked the kick, but uh, ran in there, timed it perfectly, blocked it. Uh, I was blown away. I've never seen that happen before. Uh, I think we'll see some teams try to replicate it. Uh, obviously tough to replicate it, but it's also wild seeing Christian Wilkins being the tackle. Or tackle, I don't even know what what positions happen in a field goal block. But Christian Wilkins was the most outside man, and he didn't even move. He didn't even flinch as this guy just ran by him to block the kick. Uh, That was an absolute crazy play. Uh, The game ended on a controversial, I'm putting that in air quotes, uh, fourth down stop by the Dolphins where Mac Jones threw to Mike Gusecki. He catches the ball, uh... But as all Dolphins fans should know, Mike Gusecki does not break tackles. Uh, He was wrapped up, but was not wrapped up going to the ground. He was just kind of being held there. And he turns around trying to look for someone. And boom, he pitches the ball to Cole Strange. Uh, And then Cole Strange tries to rumble to pick up that first down. Was just, just short. Uh, But that was a wild play. Uh, Wild, wild play. Uh... And the other wild play from the game was one of the Patriots' touchdowns was the most illegal touchdown I've ever seen. They had four offensive linemen who were blocking four like down the field, like four yards down the field, because I think the play was originally an RPO. Uh, they obviously didn't run the ball, so because on an RPO, the offensive linemen are expected to run block. So these offensive linemen are run blocking... Um, down the field, pushing their guys back. Mac doesn't hand off the ball, so they're run block blocking. And then whatever the quick read was taken away immediately. So these guys are blocking down the field, which is a penalty. Uh, so Mac scrambles out, and then he finds... Who, who scored that touchdown there? I think I'll be able to figure that out. Uh, he passes the ball to... Hunter Henry. I should have known it was Hunter Henry. Uh, who was also blocking down the field the entire drive. And then he gets off his block. And then he's like, oh, turn around, catch the ball, touchdown. 
Uh, I don't know how all of that was missed by the refs. Uh, it was not a well-officiated game at all. That's for damn sure. I'm sure that Dolphins and Patriots fans can both agree on that. Uh, yeah, was was not great, but that was that was their lone touchdown. That doesn't make sense. Those no, no, not their lone touchdown. Lone passing touchdown, anyways. It shouldn't have counted. Uh, and listen, I got I got some nice things to say about the Patriots here. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, I can't believe that he was the third corner taken in this draft, especially after Emmanuel Forbes. He looks the part. He had a great pick on Tua. Uh, he he, uh, he ended up shutting down Tyreek as best as he could. I mean, Tyreek still had five catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, so not a great day for Tyreek, but that's like a bad day for Tyreek is a good day for most receivers in the league. Uh Gonzo is fantastic. The Pats defense is <clears throat> very, very good. They essentially played three deep safety for most of the game just to simply take away the deep shot. They took away the middle of the field. Tua was still able to pass to the outside uh, fairly easily. Uh, obviously, the run game was the difference maker for the Dolphins uh, in the game. was huge. Uh Mac Jones. Let's talk about Mac Jones for a little bit. Uh, I am ready to give out my take. I am ready to say that... Ooh, sorry. I am ready to say that Mac Jones is a good NFL quarterback. Uh, Now, what does good NFL quarterback mean? To me, that is someone like Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins... That that level of player, I think Mac can get to. Uh, again, people want to compare Mac and Tua a ton. Uh, Mac is good. Mac is a good game manager. He does what you need. He just does not have the quick release in the pocket presence and the things that do separate Tua from those game manager type guys. And yes, Tua is separate from those guys don't let anyone tell you different uh mac though i think mac is a good nfl quarterback now i'm on the page where you can't win a super bowl with a quarterback like that uh but i i think mac is going to be their qb of the future i guess you can really say unless they get positioned where they can draft one of these superb rookie guys that are coming out whether it be a Caleb Williams I mean the wheels would really have to fall off or a Drake May or even a Shador Sanders or a Quinn Ewers those type of guys uh Mac is good though Mac will be a quarterback in this league for at least till the end of the decade I think I can confidently say that uh the I think right now the Patriots are projected 114 million in cap next year. I mean, the last time they had that much cap, they spent it on Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. Uh, somehow they spent all that money on those guys. I don't know how. Uh, but they they need to get Mac actual weapons. Uh, Devontae Parker, not a number one, barely a number two. Kendrick Bourne, barely a number two. Pop Douglas, I mean, he got benched after fumbling in this game. Let's see what he can do. Uh, I mean, the 
all the reports on Juju, Juju are his knee is about to explode at any minute. Uh, let's get Max some help. Uh, the run game is good. The offensive line has been iffy to start this year, but the Patriots usually have a very good offensive line. The defense is always going to be very good. Uh, let's get Mac a little help and let's see what he can do. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Mac is firmly a QB in the 10 to 20 range. And that's fine. That's, again, good NFL quarterback. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, no. One last note for the Patriots. The Patriots are going to be in almost every game this year. Uh, I see a lot of power rankings right now that have, like, the Patriots as, like, a bottom bottom eight team in the NFL. I get that they're 0-2. They are, they are much better than most teams that are ahead of them in the standings in the record book. Look at me giving the Patriots a shit ton of praise. Uh, however... Tua is 5-0 against the Patriots in his career, and that's not changing anytime soon. I can guarantee you that. Uh, Okay, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, Good good ball discussion. Good talks were had. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get better, especially now that I think I'm going to be doing more solo shows. I, I put out to the guys, and guys, if you're listening to this still, uh, I'm not going to be chasing people to come on to the show anymore. If you want to come on, if you want to talk football, more than welcome to come on whenever you want. Whenever. Uh, but I have a schedule now. I am going to be recording when I get home from work on Tuesdays, which is usually around 5-ish. Same thing on Thursdays. That's the schedule. Uh if you can't make it, that's too bad. If you can make it, anyone's more than wel- welcome to hop on to talk ball. Uh, yeah, we'll. I'll be back for Friday's show to give the preview and the pick'em. Uh, I finished two and three in the pick'em this week, uh, so I'm back to 500 record on the year. And I am so mad at myself too. I was talking for days, for days about how I was betting Saquon Barkley two touchdowns bet of the week I and he did it he hit his two touchdowns and I didn't place the fucking bet I had it open in my phone I am sure that I did uh but obviously I didn't so that was 75 bucks that I did not make last weekend unfortunately it is what it is was really disappointing though to not have that hit the bankroll that's for damn sure uh we'll end it here though If you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.